Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Jemima Sullivan. Sullivan? Sullivan? Sullivan. Remember the last time that you were on? We talked about the, the Irish name. Yes. Sullivan. That wasn't the last time. That was several times. Well, it's the last one I remember. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. You, you've been Taylor. on a lot. Uh, it has been quite a whirlwind. And, uh, well, crap. That's kind of how things have been going uh, for me here recently. Let's just dive right in, yeah. shall we? So, if you've been listening over the last few weeks, uh, we had two episodes uh, in a row where it was like, yeah. I have a lot of feelings. Which, yes. you know, usually I have like one or two feelings very much like <laughs> anger and joy. Like those are like yeah. my two go-to feelings, right? Yeah. And they just oscillate back and forth. But then I was having a wider range of feelings, like a woman. Oh gosh. <laughs> or an evolved man. There you go. What have you? <laughs> when men evolve, <laughs> they become women. That's what we're talking about here on the Catholic podcast. Um, so we had uh, two where I was feeling very high highs, very low lows. And then, uh, uh, like my, you know, my my son broke his arm. Uh, we had a really bad day at track, and then a couple weeks later on the show, he won the state championship. You were on that episode, yes. and, and and like we called that the happiest episode, yeah, that we had recorded. Yeah, in months there were some like, really high highs. It, it was great. Like, yeah, there was no more the oscillating back and forth. Uh, and then and then last week we released an episode that was like the most normal like Forte Catholic Catholic, yeah. Catholic episode that we've had in yeah. a while. Like it was just kind of like back to our shtick. This is what we do. Catholic comedy. We're having a good time. Uh, I, I made Father Anthony look stupid. He made me look very stupid. Like we're back to normal, right? right. Yes. Uh, but after we recorded that episode, yeah, the lows came back very quickly. Mm-hmm. So people were listening. I got multiple people responding to last week's episode, like. That was not what we expected because right. that was recorded before my other kid broke her arm. My baby broke her arm. So you've got the high highs and then you've got the low lows and then you've got the normal normals and then you've got the lower. That's like, like what you just described was like a person on drugs. <laughs> it has it has been a little whiplashy, but I I, I feel like that all of the people that have been following along, like really following along, are invested enough to really want to know the details because I don't hear back like from my participation on your show very much, but the happy one I did. People were like, that was a lot of fun to kind of see <laughs> these things like resolve. It's very rare. Things were well, good. <laughs> when they resolve. Yeah, yeah. I think people like a resolution. And so there were these things that were, you know, kind of up in the air. And then when you have, I think our brains like a tidy finish. And there was a tidy finish to a lot of, of things that were kind of up in the air or could have gone one way and then didn't. And what a surprise that was. And it was a good surprise. And so I think the details become important for people that are like, you know, really leaning in. So uh, there's a lot of irony in this. So just, it has not been a normal month and a half with everything that's been going on. Right. Uh, because, so typically we record the show like at least about a week early and then release it the next week. Uh-huh. And typically it's not a huge deal because there's not huge big tentpole things that like timestamp it. Yeah. But like everything of the last month and a half has been super timestamped so, to the point where <laughs> I, I told you before we started that I wasn't like super angry when Felicity broke her arm. There was yeah. one thing that made me really angry and it actually involved you. It wasn't because of you. But so you and I recorded the happy episode on Tuesday and it released on Tuesday. 
And anybody right, that follows right. on social media knows that like a- every week we post when the new shows up and then we sh- and then we post like four or five like little one minute videos of like the show. Like essentially like, hey, if you like this on social media, come watch the show. Now, that's not how it actually works. Most of my friends are just like, oh, we, we watch the show on Instagram clips. Like, we watched helpful. a 30 second clip. It's not yeah. Helpful, but yeah. Thank you. Um, but legitimately on on Monday. Uh, so we recorded Tuesday, released it Tuesday. We're releasing all these videos. The video that I posted on Monday morning was about you and I talking about the possible miraculous healing of my son's arm. Yeah. How he broke his arm. We thought we we're going to have to have surgery. Eight days later, we go see the surgeon and it's like fixed unnecessary. Itself, yes. Right? So like that's the video I post two hours after I post that video on Instagram. My wife calls me and says she's she had gone to the school. She was she went and uh, picked up like groceries or whatever and was coming home, and she said we have to go to the school. The school just called. I think Felicity broke her arm, and I'm like, word I'm not going to say here. Like just what the hell? No way! What we just finished this, and so like it, it, for those of you who d- haven't been listening over the last few weeks, essentially it was like my son broke his arm. Not only did he break his arm, but we're not uh, the the government has been yanking us around with. Uh, their insurance because they've been on government insurance for forever. We started making more money, but they're confused and we've been trying to sort this all out since December. My wife or me have sent a letter, been on the phone, sent an email every week since December and they still haven't fixed it. So like they say that we have health insurance for the kids, but they also say that we don't in other places. So we're like, we're not sure if our kids are insured. So like a trip to the ER, possible surgery for my son. So like not only not having surgery, it was great for him, but it was like great for the parents because it's like we don't have to pay for this in case it's all coming out of our pocket. Right. right? So then we were like, okay, we got to breathe. And then it all happened again. And with Felicity, we had and I'll tell the story, but essentially we ended up in two different emergency rooms and surgery with her and got it fixed. And it was terrible, but we still don't know if it's covered. Have no idea. Right. And like we'll find out whatever they send us bills, you know. Right. So, at least now, they're healthy, they're happy, they're healing. This is actually Felicity's first day back at school in like <laughs> a week and a half. So, um, but so on on Monday, my my wife calls. She comes home. We drive together, go to the school, and like both times that my kids got hurt, I wasn't there. Yeah. And I think that's worse, right? Yeah. Because uh, I had to drive up to a broken child. Right. Times. So when you so broke both of them broke their arm right around their elbow. Chris's was like a little a little fracture. Felicity's completely broke yeah. and was like her arm like the bone had moved. Like it wasn't sticking out of the skin but like it yeah. was close, right? It was just a nasty nasty break. So both of them when they broke their arm they couldn't pick up their arm like from their shoulder. Like I can like, raise my arm from my shoulder yes. because I'm healthy, right? Uh so we had to pick them up but also like pick their arm up. At the same time. So I'm having to carry Chris and somebody else is having to carry his arm. Yeah. And then we have to do the same mm-hmm. thing with Felicity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we get there and she's you, like legitimately you can see immediately that yeah. she's broken. And like seeing one of your kids broken it's is horrible. It's yeah. terrible. It's like the worst thing, right? Um, so it, it happened in music class. <laughs> Like, if you're ever going to guess when it, where a kid's going to get hurt, it's not going to be music. Like, that might be the the least. Um, like, recess, PE, athletics, like, maybe science if you're doing some experience. But, like, how are you going to hurt yourself in music class, right? She fell off a chair. Yeah. And it was, like, a high chair kind of thing, like, kind of like a bar stool kind of chair or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we take her to the ER. They do uh, x-rays. And the x-ray doctor's like, where'd she fall from space? Like, it should not have broken as bad as it did. It was like a complete break. 
Yeah. And then? And then, uh, so we're there, we're at the ER for a while, and it was a pretty frustrating experience. Because, like, when we went with Chris, it was very busy. Yeah. So it took, like, three and a half hours because there was a ton of people there. When we went with Felicity, there's nobody there. And no one there seemed to care about my kid except for me and my wife. Like, hmm. the, the everybody was kind. Like, the doctors yeah. and the nurses and, and everything. Everybody was kind, but there was, like, zero sense of urgency, urgency. whatsoever. And we're in an emergency room, and there was no sense of emergency. Um, it took them two hours to get her painkillers. Her arm is s- sliced in half. Took them two hours to get her painkillers. Took them, like, two hours to get x-rays. Um, then they finally said, okay, we know that she- everybody knew pretty immediately that she needed surgery. And so they, they, they had to make some phone calls. Okay, fine. But they, they get phone calls to, like, the orthopedic surgeons and there's not one on call that can work on kids. Like there's a specialization to work on those little, little bones, right? Yeah. So we, uh, th- they say, okay, we're not gonna be able to do it. So we're gonna have to tex- uh, transfer y'all to Texas Children's, which like Texas Children's has like, it's probably the best children's hospital in the world. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll go there. But then they're like, we're gonna send you in an ambulance. And I'm already thinking, one, we don't have the money for that. Right. Like, again, whether we have insurance or not, that's an, that's an expense sure. that we're not sure we need. For sure. Um, but th- so we're waiting on the ambulance for an hour and a half from when they like release us to Texas yeah. children. Yeah. And finally I go outside and I'm like, I'm taking my kid. Yeah. Like, and they're like, well, you can't cause we gave her morphine. I'm like, you're not taking us anywhere. They're like, she needs to be monitored in the ambulance. I was like, it's been two hours. Yeah. Like since you gave her the drugs, it's been an hour and a half since she released Jeez. us. Like, we need to get her to surgery because at this point yeah. it, it happened like right before lunchtime. So at this point it's like three or four in the afternoon. Right. And I'm like, if we don't get there in time, we're not going to have the surgery today. Right. So we end up. Then that's a night in a, right? I mean, a, yeah. a, a night in the hospital. And at that point we're just like, she is in so much pain. Cause her, like, it's not just like a simple break. Like her arm broke and like her upper arm went like past her elbow. Yeah. Like, n- yeah, clearly bad. Right. So we're like, we just need to get it done. We'll worry about the money stuff when it happens. But like, we need to get the surgery done. Right. We drive to Texas Children's. It takes like another three hours. Why did they end up letting you drive? Because I just insisted over and over again. It's like, I'm taking my child. Yeah. Because y'all are clearly not doing anything. I had to go ask for everything. I had to ask for drugs. I had to ask for a sling. I had to ask for them to come put the cast. Like all the stuff that like one, I knew what they were probably going to do because we were literally in the same place for Chris's right. a couple weeks You've ago. You've become right? knowledable about <laughs> right. how this works. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like they would say like, oh, we'll get her a sling. And two hours go by and nobody's giving her a sling. I'm like, do your job. Yeah. Like it was it was so annoying. Yeah. Then we go to Texas Children's and they're actually busy. So it does take a while in the in the waiting room. And but and they have to call the surgeon and when, you know all, they have to call the anesthesiologist because at this point it's getting into the evening where people right. typically go home from work you know right, right, right um but finally they take us back um they schedule the surgery but she had eaten we had given her a chewy bar at like two o'clock two thirty or something oh, uh-huh. and you can't have food or, or drink yeah. because uh, when you're going under anesthesia but they finally say okay we can do it tonight and they're like well we'll probably do it in the morning in the morning i'm like can you please do it tonight yeah because i i don't i don't want her that it was going to be like eight o'clock the next morning which right. meant like another 12 hours of her laying around right. with this yeah. arm she can't move right? right um so they say okay okay we'll do it tonight they asked us like a thousand times when the last time she ate they scheduled the surgery for 8 30 they did the surgery it actually went pretty quickly yeah um you know they put her under like they were they were also very good everybody was like Everybody that we saw was like speaking very highly of this doctor and that he had a yeah. really good reputation. Yeah. All the nurses there were very, very kind. They, they gave him 
you know, they gave her like all kinds of stuffed animals and stickers and all kinds of, uh, at one moment when, she, when earlier in the day, this just shows, shows how sweet she is. She's so sweet. When she got an x-ray, they gave her a sticker and she said, can I have two more? And she gave one to me and mom. <laughs> we all went through the x-ray experience together. She's just, she's just so sweet. And it was, it was a hard day. My parents ended up driving up to, to come be with oh, us nice. while we were, uh, while we were at Texas Children's, um, had the surgery. We ended up being able to drive home that night. Yeah. So I was surprised yeah. when you said you were on your way. Yeah. Surg- surgery happened the next day. She was like really groggy and in pain and on herself because they had to put pins in. She doesn't really know that, but there's pins <laughs> under her cast. Um, and it'll take like a month to recover. There was some nerve damage. So like mm. talking about like things for the future of like, right. they think that it'll come back within a few months or whatever, fully yeah. recover from the nerve damage because I mean like her bone moved in places where it's not supposed to go. Right. So there's a lot of any growth plate stuff. Growth plate should be fine, but they were a little worried about like her, her movement or finger. She couldn't move her thumb at all while it was broken. And th- they do all these little tests with your hands. So it's like cross your fingers, point, move, move this finger, move that finger, whatever. So there was some nerve, like there's a nerve that controls like your thumb, the top, the top of your thumb being able to move back back and forth. She couldn't do that. And she couldn't do that until like yesterday. Mm. Um, just because everything's so swollen. Her hand. I know. Little her little hand is so swollen. swollen. I hate that. Um, but that first day was really hard. She was on like painkillers like every three hours. Uh, but like ever since then, she's like back to herself. Yeah. She stayed home from school for a week. She hung out with me, which was fun. Um, the swelling's going down a little bit. She hadn't really been in pain since like that two days. So it all ended up working out, but it was just really kind of a frustrating process at the beginning but then like once i got to texas children like yeah. things started yeah going well and we got things done and she's recovering and uh now we have uh two kids in cast for the next yeah. three weeks it's weird because i was thinking of um the two things that i remember asking you on the podcast you had just one state for track and your kid just miraculously not needed surgery and i remember saying did you buy a lottery ticket because yeah. it just feels like this, you know, I don't know, like when it rains, it pours, except the opposite. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, let's just, you know, go for the trifecta of this big win. And then if like lightning could strike twice, you know, it feels like that's exactly what happened. They literally broke their arm in the same place. They broke yeah. their arm in the same place. One kid doesn't need surgery. We use the microphone that you have to put glory in the right place of like, I mean, you are literally quoted as saying, I'm not going to not, I'm not going to say it's a miracle, but I'm not going to not say that this was miraculous. I mean, we have all these people praying, all of these, you know, spiritual goings on and we show up to the doctor and he doesn't need surgery when we were told that he was and we were worried and now we're not. And what a win, you know, it's like, I will tell of your works, Mm -hmm. you know, I will tell of your works. And so if I have this microphone and if you're working in my life, everybody's going to know about it. And that's what you did. And then literally two hours later from pushing publish, this is the news. And there is something so um, not, you know, not it's not just that lightning struck twice, but there's also the confusion of wait, what? Yeah. Super demoralizing. Super demoralizing. I was like, oh, ah, possible miracle to I went from like quoting scripture of like, yeah, yeah, we will tell of your good works and of your, and, and, and of your glory. And now I'm like, Isaiah, you duped me, Lord. And I have been duped. Yeah. Like you tricked me. Like this is not yeah. fun. And so I think there's a lot to that. I think there's a lot to unpack there because 
God isn't ever going to behave the ways that we expect him to behave. He is not ever going to fit neatly inside this this box of of arrangements that we have for him or expectations of tit for tat. Like it's just not ever how it works. And he's going to bust down that box every single time and getting to a place where we're celebrating that, like, thank God we can't contain our our God or, or thank God that he confuses us sometimes because he's not operating by our rules. Getting to that place of gratefulness for those things is probably going to take a minute. And so I'm just curious, like, where you are now emotionally, because when this happened, that's what my texts to you were about. Like, I knew, I mean, I'm sad for Felicity because I love her and her being hurt and sad. You are her favorite I, I think I'm her favorite person. Right. You, you might be second. And I'm sorry to my wife, but you might be second. Like she asks about you all the time. She makes you little stuff. Like th- this is just for Miss Allison. Can you text her? Yeah. And, and say this every time we drive your house. That's Miss Allison. Yeah. Tells my yeah, sweet like, baby. I love that baby. I love. And so, so her hurt, and like even just seeing her little swollen fingers, like it, it that hurts my heart. Mm-hmm. But I can know intellectually that Felicity is going to be fine. And so my first concern was your emotional state of like of or confusion or I mean I shouldn't fill in any blanks that I don't know but I'm just my texts to you were about this is so confusing mm-hmm. you know and I just want you to have space to be able to like be confused or angry or whatever whatever enraged and so I'm just curious how are you yeah so that text and essentially how you've been walking with us for these last few weeks are like, like you're not supposed to be on today's episode. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to talk about this with anybody else other than you because yeah. of how you're, you're kind and you're a nice person um, and you're invested. And I, um, a- after the, both the highs and lows exhausted me of the last few months. Like, yeah. like, as exhausting as dealing with Chris's broken arm and that whole situation and the negative side of that one, that was just as exhausting as winning state. Like that right. was like huge. Yeah. Of, both like costly. I, I, yeah, yeah. And I, like I, I, you know, I cried for days. I mean, it's like my body's like, what is that? Like, what did you just do? like we cried for like two days and my body's like, what? Yeah. Are we dying? You know? Like, the, the, yeah. And so I was just exhausted, both like physically, mentally, so spiritually, emotionally, socially, like just exhausted. So then like, that's where I was when Felicity got hurt. And like, I got the call and I'm just like, here we go again. Like, so I was a lot more like numb through this process yeah. of like, like the primary thing I felt was like sadness for her. It was very, very it, probably the hardest day for me as a parent was watching her pain that day. Yeah. And just like, it's just so She's sad for her. such a baby. And the thing, y'all, if you, you know, don't know Taylor's kids personally, I would imagine that there's probably some like filling in the blanks wrongly because and I've said this a couple of times on your show. they're actually good people. It is a, <laughs> yes. No, it is a marvel how sweet and tender hearted and kind yeah. and polite and respectful your children mm-hmm. are. They are just wonderful human beings. And Felicity, and, oh no, they're all, I can't. Ugh. But Felicity is just a honey. She's yeah. just got this sweet smile. She's so generous. And so, yes, the pain of seeing her in pain yeah. is, is something so, else. So I was like really sad that day, but then like, what, you know, and in like, 
engaged mode or whatever of mm-hmm. like I there's there's tasks that I need to get done so that she can get yeah right fixed. sure so yeah. like I didn't I wasn't I was like sad but like also like not really feeling anything like I felt pretty numb that day and then it was over and like we got it done yeah like that's like that's kind of who I am as a person. It's like, let's get the thing done and accomplish the thing. And then once the thing's over, then we can process it. But it was almost like there was nothing to process. Right. Well, I guess there was, but I just couldn't. Like, yeah. I was just like, ever since then, and like really until recent, like I, I've been like legitimately like stress sick for like a week now. Yeah. And like, I'm not actually sick. But right. it's just like the stress kind of yeah. eating away at me. Um, and and what does that feel like? Is that fatigue? Like, what does yeah, that I'm, mean? I know I'm, what that means for me. But. I'm exhausted, uh, which like being tired is a thing that happens in my life. The thing that never happens in my life, very rarely, is like the synapses in my brain aren't firing correctly. Yeah. And that's like driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I people who listen to the show know that the, my, what's in my brain might not be good, but it's very fast. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, that might not have been a funny joke or the correct thing to say, but it came out very quickly. Like, right, right. So things have been slow and not yeah, clicking. Yeah, yeah. And like, I can't really focus. Like, uh, at sometimes I can't focus on work at all. And I have no desire to work, which is also very like strange for me because I yeah. have a pretty good work ethic. But then also there's other days where I'm just like, I have to just keep working because. Yeah. So yeah. to me, what you're describing and that it's what you said is exhaustion. So yeah. I, I relate to that feeling, not just in um, like emotional moments, but also um, I remember looking back at videos after the kids were born and it's just, it's such a time of intense sleep deprivation of like just physical exhaustion that I remember watching videos of like, what's my problem? You know, like I couldn't come up with words. Like I could not retrieve the word. And so I feel like our brain's ability to figure things out, you know, we rely so heavily on our cognition or on our intellect and our brain's ability to figure this out, whether it's in the moment, in that particular moment of being able able to retrieve a word or even on a larger scale, being able to figure out the workings of God, you know, like our brain's ability to figure things out is not the answer. Like there is, there is more. And we had just gotten finished talking about that on the episode of, you know, this whole moment in the desert of, of manna, you know, falling from the sky and the Israelites grumbling about it. And then Jesus having this other opportunity being offered bread and saying, there's more to this life than bread alone. And and the lesson there being that there are greater realities than this present moment and our brain's ability or, or efforts to try to figure that out are going to always fall short. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that my, my, my spiritual reality, my heavenly reality, um, is, is so much greater than this short physical one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's been interesting, like on the spiritual side, it's been, I, I think, how I expected myself to react to this spiritually and how I have have been very different. Yeah. Like f- not from my expectation. Cause I, I think usually I'm like, I feel like I should be mad at God and I'm not really. Oh, like, good. Yeah. The, the, nice. the, whole, the whole time I was just like, Hey, remember all those prayers that I said over the last two weeks? Like ditto. Like, Hey, can you heal my kid? Can you help this go smoothly? Can you help it resolve quickly? Yeah. yeah. Can you help take care of us financially? Like, it was just kind of yeah. like, I've already said all that. Yeah. So I don't feel like I need to do it again because like he knows he's aware of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so I, but like most of like my prayer, like that day, like it, you know, in the ER, 
in the two different ERs uh, in the drive over there, just like, please protect us. Please protect her. Help, you know, yeah. surgery is scheduled. Help. Like, it was all like very practical. Like, please help this happen to where it's good for everybody. But then, like, there wasn't really an anger, like, other than just like, it was more like a, I was like so tired or exhausted. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like, the, the, yeah. the iron, the irony was like yeah. funny. The situation wasn't funny, but the irony of like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I just posted a video that you miraculously healed my kid. And then you're like, here's your reward. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Right. You know, right. uh, like it was, uh, it was more, I guess that was the only way I could handle it. It was like, this is just ridiculous instead of like being mad or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like, I still like kind of prayed through it. And like the first mass that I went to after it all happened, like I was just like completely glazed over. Like yeah. what an in, what an out. Just kind of like physically I was there and mentally yeah. I was like, you know, probably asleep in my brain or something but then like yesterday yesterday was really funny because i was actually like it's been almost a week now yes you know yesterday was sunday went to mass and i was like finally felt like i was like calming down and like relaxing mm -hmm. and then the sound didn't work at church <laughs> so i'm like ready to like engage in mass for the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. and then for 40 minutes i had to go solve an issue because mm -hmm. things happened and they were on the wrong setting blah 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 but like the, the people in the front couldn't hear and the people in the back it was like a thousand decibels oh gosh <laughs> so, this is easy yeah. for you so like, it was I've, just i've got this well, well it was like also very stressful because yeah, anyway so it was just like it was even that moment of like oh okay, i see i'm ready to be calm like, yeah right, right right and engaged in this mask no, and it's no, like still. no you still need to help other people screw you you don't get anything you're very good oh, at helping other people. You can gosh. help your wife. You can help your kids with their broken arm. You can help the emergency room staff, even though you know nothing about healthcare, yeah. but you're the only one doing yeah. anything, apparently. You can help everybody else, but now that you finally have a moment to you, no! No, still, <laughs> still no. Yeah, I um, I feel like, and I don't know if this sentence carries any weight with anyone but me, but I heard it and was like, Oh, thank God. But it's like the desire to do the right thing is the right thing. Like, you, you know, like even my desire to be holy is holy. Like, and there's something about that, that, that allows some, some pressure release. Like I don't need to strong arm any feeling here. And if the feeling is nothing, then the feeling is nothing. And I feel like the church has set us up well for that. You know, it's like, in moments of numbness where it's like, I don't know what to pray right now. That's okay. Here's this, right. you know, yeah, yeah. pray this or, or even in community, you know what? I don't even have the strength to be mad right now. Here, let, let me be mad for you because that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm like texting all caps with all, you know, I'm like, I don't know bolding things and lots of exclamation points like this sucks this is terrible and I remember a dear friend of mine it was in the middle of of suffering a tragedy and I was so desperately wanting to walk well alongside her and a lot of our um, impulses or natural inclinations end up not being helpful at all and she was telling a story about a time that she felt really accompanied and I was all ears because I'm like I want to I want to do this well but she was talking about how um she had lost her, her toddler, um, had mm. died unexpectedly wow. and she was walking through target and her friend noticed that she was just looking a little longer at the clothes, the little girl oh, clothes yeah. in target. And her friend grabbed her hand and with emotion and tears just said, I just hate this for you. Mm -hmm. I hate this for you so much. And it was like, I don't, 
we don't need people to fix the things in our lives. We just want people to be with us yeah. in the things of our lives. Yeah. Nothing's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. My daughter's arm is still broken and there's nothing that you can do about that. But I can feel um, accompanied by you with you affirming how I feel. And so I've just taken like I've just really written that down in my heart as a, as a way to to be a good friend, you know, and or to try. And when I when I think about, you know, coming alongside people, a lot of times the lightening of the load is not the right words. It's not the right scripture verse. It's just affirming how you might feel. I bet this is so confusing. Yeah. I bet that this is overwhelming. I bet that this is stressful. Um, correct. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is. You are correct. Uh, and, and it's interesting that you bring up like the, the, the story, the, the community aspect and like the feeling for the people and the helping with the people. Cause like the one thing, the one positive note that was just kind of like underpinning, uh, I guess pun intended, uh, <laughs> underpinning like this whole scenario, both with Felicity and like by the end of where I got with Chris and it just kind of like kept going was that like, this is going to be taken care of. Like, I don't know how. Yeah. I have zero idea yeah. how this insurance stuff is going to shake out. I have zero idea. Well, I guess now I, I, at the time I had no idea if their growth plates were going to be messed up. They're not. I had no idea if there was going to be long permanent damage with Felicity right. where we think that there's not going to be. And like she started to be able to move her fingers a little bit. So like she's improving, but there's still like a little bit of like, we. I hope she's going to be okay down the road, which like the doctors say that they were and there's improvement, but you never know. Um, but like, and then even financially, it's like, well, well, multiple people have offered like, hey, can we start a GoFundMe? I was like, I have no idea how much it's going to cost. Like, but like multiple people reaching out, that has been nice. There have been people that have been sending money. People have been sending uh, meals, which has been really nice because yeah. both like Sam and I have both been kind of numb. Sure. Uh, so like neither of us have, I, I never want to cook. She usually does. Like she, she didn't, hasn't wanted to cook because we're just dealing with all this stress and everybody yeah. deals with it differently. Right. Uh, but people have been bringing us food, but um. And everybody knows how much I love DoorDash. So, like, people have been, like, giving us DoorDash money. Nice. It's been ordering DoorDash for us, but, like, uh, which has been really cool. And I love that because it, it is, like, super not stressful. And, like, it's been it's been really interesting. Like, the people that, that have sent DoorDash, it was kind of at a time. Like, they didn't know, but it's kind of at a time where it's like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to yeah. sit in my house, in my boxers, and watch TV. Right. Like, I yeah. don't, I don't really, But then at the other times, like, people have brought meals. Like, it's been really nice. Like, yeah. people that I either know really well really and well. have stayed yeah. for, like, 30, 45 minutes, mm. or people that, like, we don't really know, but they're yeah. in our church community, and, like, maybe I met them at, a, at an event once, or my wife met them at an event once, and they come over, and they spend, like, 10, 5, 10 minutes, and it's, it's like, so super sweet. sweet. So it's yeah. just, and, like, God has handled the whole thing of, like, anytime I wanted company, I kind of got it. Anytime yeah. I didn't, they sent DoorDash. Right, so, like, right, this right. is, it's, it's, a, yeah. it's crazy how it how, how it's worked out. Um but that uh, that has been the confirmation of this thing that I've been feeling for weeks of like, God is going to take care of this, even if I don't understand how. Yes. And multiple people confirming that. Right. And of like, I, like even in little ways, we have no idea what we're doing for dinner tonight. Somebody's like, like, because a lot of people are like, hey, we'll bring dinner in three days. So we like know what's happening. But then like, we'll be stressed out one night. And we're like, I don't know. how. And somebody's like, hey, I just sent you DoorDash. I'm like, sweet. Like, yes. it's just it's just multiple times over the last week where it's just like, it's just working out. It's just working out. So like, even when the bigger things come, when the insurance bills come or whatever happens, it's like, it's going to get figured out. And I think it's going to be because of God and because of our community, both right. our parish community, but then also like the community that we've built here. Absolutely. And so I think that every opportunity 
um, that it, well, ju- I mean, just living life in a broken world, in a fallen world as broken people lends itself to situation after situation of disappointment and heartbreak. Like that's just the name of the game. And as we were talking about on the last the last time we were together, any belief differently is just really bad theology that that bad things aren't going to happen to you because of your belief in God and trust in Jesus. That's it, that's wrong. So you are set up for a lot of disappointment if that is the expectation that we are going to operate in this tit for tat um, exchange with God as if you're old friends. You're not. And so there is I think that there's an opportunity here to see what God's going to do and your trust in that move whatever his next move is that is going to be good, mm-hmm. that is going to be generous, this can make me cry, that is going to be... Or who to- knows, maybe Abby will break her on this one <laughs> after we post this one. Who knows? <laughs> but for but your trust that, that whatever he does next is going to be a plan for your good, that is what we offer the world. We, we're not offering outsiders a belief that, hey, do this thing with us because bad things won't happen to you. We offer this thing because it's not that bad things aren't going to happen to us. It's that they're not going to finish us. They're not going to do us in. And so I, I, I really believe that you have this unique opportunity to say, this isn't about my, my Christianity. My Catholicism isn't about just me coping with suffering. That that's, that's not the only thing that there is. It, it's a part of it for sure. But it's also this is how I walk believing that God is good. And those are really two different things. Like how we cope with suffering, you know, we're leaning on the church, we're leaning on our community, we're leaning on scripture that tells us when, you know, when things are confusing, we can bring it back down to these two things that we know for sure, which is that he loves us and he's good. And so if we can show the world that, that this isn't about um, just praying prayers that have been written for me when I can't pray, just leaning on friends that can, that know what I need when I don't even know how to ask. Mostly Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is great. <laughs> when Jesus delivers it, yeah, exactly. yeah. even better. Um, but yes, those things matter, but more so, more so, it is your faith in a good God mm-hmm. that people get to watch. And when crappy things happen, you get to say, yeah, I know, I know that did happen and it is crappy. I can't wait to see what he does next. Mm-hmm. Like the way that he redeems this, the way that he finishes this, because it's just not done. Mm-hmm. It's a really big deal. Yeah. <sighs> Well, <laughs> I mean, I've got more. Yeah, I, I felt like I was going to say something. Remember that thing earlier where I said my brain wasn't working? Yeah, I have. I've also, if, I mean, if we have one more second, because I think this is important, too. I feel like, I mean, I know that you said that you're not mad at God, and I think that's something to celebrate. But if you were, it would be okay. And I, I think that the reason that, I mean, not only can the God of the universe handle every single one of our emotions, absolutely, yes, he can. More than um, two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets easy work when it comes to you. With me, he's like, oh, man. Um, so, like, not only is he wildly capable of that, yes, it's fine. Um, but also, I feel that whether it's... Um, uh, I don't want to say trauma because they're, uh, well, uh, w- when things get hard, when things get difficult, not only then, if you were angry, do we have an opportunity for our real truths to uh, what we believe about God, about what we believe about who he is? It's an opportunity for those things to rise to the surface and then for us to deal with them. Then for us to like reckon that 
Is, is this really true? Is this what scripture says? Is, is this what our church teaches about who he is? The other thing that um, can happen that allows our real beliefs to rise is silence. Like when we're not hearing from God, because we have a tendency to fill in silence with what we truly believe. And so sometimes God will withhold something because he, in his kindness to let that wrong belief, that errant belief to rise to the surface so that he can heal it, so that he can fix it. No, that's not who I am. No, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I'm doing. Let me, let me help you with that wrong belief. So whether it's things that are, are confusing, whether it's things that are hurtful, or whether it's just what feels like an absence, that's not true. It's an allowance of us to reconcile who he is with who we might think he is when it's wrong. I think it's very funny that everything you just said came because of my silence. <laughs> nice. Nice. I was listening to it. I was like, oh, this is very good. And I was like, oh. We just proved it. Because <laughs> I shut up. Yeah, I was like, I don't have anything. And then, ironically <laughs> enough, I remember what I was, what I was, what I was going to say. The like, community-wise, like there have been people who have been uh, enemies, frenemies that have been very kind to me through this. Where like people that I don't really talk to anymore mm. that have been like kind. I'm like, okay, maybe like, yeah, th this is good, right? Um, the one, the one, there have been two people who have said the one thing that I'm sure a lot of people have thought but haven't said out loud. Um, and it's, it goes back to something that we've, we've talked about a lot on the show. It's like, if it's one of those things that if you people that are close to me and are going to be around me have learned and, and either appreciate or have learned how to deal with, I'm going to dish it out. But that also means that I allow people to dish it back. That's you just how it, it. Yeah. that's just how it works, right? Um so like I'm very rarely offended like when I say something either offensive or extravagant or like purposely stupid and then somebody yeah. responds on the internet. It's like I don't really care cuz I'm being silly and it uh -huh. means whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But there were two people that made the CPS joke of oh, like oh. like yeah. I had many choice words for those people and both of them got blocked. Two people that I've had, like, I'm just done. I'm just done with them. Right. Yeah. And it was, it was this weird thing of like, I've, I have made fun of them in the past. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but I know other people have probably thought that two kids with broken arms in two weeks is mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is that I, like, of course, this is what somebody would say if they were actually a CPS. I wasn't there for either of them. So me having to deal with the, like one of the hardest parts of the situation for me was that both of my kids got hurt without me there. Yeah. And yeah. like having to drive up to my broken kids and then two people wanted to say, yeah. screw you. Like, yeah. uh, so uh, it might even have been the person that you were referencing earlier, but one of your, one of your close friends and her husband lost a baby um, or multiple. And he gave the training when I was in, when I was just starting youth ministry of like training for dealing with trauma. And what to say and what not mm, to say, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And essentially, like the main thing that I picked up is like to not say anything. Like, really, don't say anything. Just yeah. say I'm sorry. Give him a hug if you if you have that kind of relationship, or whatever. And like, you know, like what you were saying, like be angry with, be angry for them or with them or be like what kind of what, whatever they need, right? Um, but there's a time and a place for for jokes, right? Yeah. Like, so. I don't know. That, that, that's been the only thing that has really made me mad 
community it's been two people and there's been hundreds if not thousands of people either right. being kind or, or print sure. right so it's it's a, it's a drop in the bucket but it was this really interesting thing of like i i am well aware in most of my life that if i'm gonna be sarcastic and cutting then people are gonna do it to me like i can't have it yeah. i can't just have it one way right but it was kind of baffling for two like good catholic people to not understand the situation yeah right um yeah, because I have hurt people with stuff that I have said when they were in a stressful situation that I did not know about. Uh-huh. But if, but if I would never make a cutting remark, maybe I would, maybe I have, but like I can't imagine making a cutting remark about the situation that I just heard about. Yeah. When somebody and you was don't like, know what you don't know. I mean, because truthfully, it, you know, a, a kid with a broken arm to someone who may or may not have a kid who may or may not has, has ever like seen them rolled away oh, on a hospital did. bed to go under, <laughs> you know, like yeah. may, if you've never been in that situation, it's possible that ignorance is, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I'm it sorry. Was just, it was, just, it was yeah. just, it was a strange, it was a strange thing. That, and I had to think about it quite a bit. It's like, why is this in particular making me so angry? And, and I was like, I think it was because, I'm the kind of person that would make these jokes and even I would at <laughs> that moment. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if you're we're doing worse than me, that's bad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, it's been mostly positive and uh, the block button's really easy. It's quick and easy and it's, and it's done. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, Very healing. Yeah. The block so. button. Well, I, I feel like um, things can be terribly wrong, but God's love is still right. Yeah. So you are cared for. He is near. Your community's got you. Come what may. Come what may. Yeah. You know, I I have been blessed to be able to walk alongside some dear Catholic sisters who have been going through a lot and and have even kind of organized for them a little bit. And it's been such a joy to watch people come together and not just give, but enthusiastically give, Mm -hmm. um, joyfully give. Um, And and with a sentiment of like, I, I, you know, I wish I could do more because this um, allows me to not feel quite so helpless. So know that, that people really want to come together for each other. And that's a really comforting thought. Yeah. There, there have been a few people that have, I think I mentioned earlier that have reached out and be like, Hey, uh, you know, c- can we start a GoFundMe for you or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if we need to do that, like if yeah. the bills come back and they're five, six figures, we're going to be doing that because we don't have, we literally don't yeah. have the money. Right. Yeah. Um, but essentially what I've been telling people is like, like, this is a nonprofit. Everything that we do here is tax deductible. People, the whole reason we're able to do all of this is like, yes, we have clients we do editing work for, but like the bulk of our income comes from the generosity of right. people. So if people want to donate, they can. Yes. Um, ForteCatholic.com slash donate. You did it. You did it. You did a URL correctly. That's insane. <laughs> I, hey. This is this is the best part of the podcast. Um, but yeah, like people have been giving like one-time donations to help out specifically with this, but then also like, our the backbone of our ministry is our monthly donors so if you want to support what we're doing here uh it supports our work but it also supports our family like this is how i make money so yeah um off the generosity of other people so yeah god's gonna provide and uh he he, we don't have a money tree in our back he's not providing that way so it's gonna have to be through other people (laughs) yes yes um well good thanks allison yeah of course thanks for being a good dad to your little kiddos yeah i try All right, well, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and uh, I have some questions for Miss Allison. Don't go anywhere. 
Welcome back to Friday Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. Before I do what I have planned, okay, I had a realization. You were you were here recording your show, Sinner State Sister. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or on the Friday Catholic YouTube channel. Bum bum bum. Uh, so I had a realization while you were recording parts for your show earlier. Okay. Because I was thinking back on the last few episodes that we had done, and the last one was the really happy one, the last one, whatever, right? Yeah. But a few episodes ago, sometime within two to four episodes ago with you, okay, I said something that really made you angry. And I said that you don't you don't come across to me as like a prestige TV kind of person. Oh, right. Like you're more like fluffy yeah. kind of stuff. And you like, hurt a little the, bit. Yeah, it did. And there were there were yeah. a couple, there were a couple of examples you were able to rebut. And you were like, there's a couple, like, we, you and I talked about the morning show. That's a prestige TV show. Like, very, very, on Apple, like these, these, these kind of hoity-toity prestige TV everybody's super into. Like, things like Sopranos and The Wire and, and The Morning Show. West Wing. All, all, yeah, all, yep. all that kind of stuff, right? Um, so I had a realization this morning while you were recording that the prestige TV, there's literally a podcast called the Prestige TV Podcast from The Ringer. Like here right now, you know, people know the ringer. They they're, they're pop culture and sports. It's Bill Simmons. He used to work at ESPN. But big deal, right? Okay. They got bought out by Spotify for millions and millions of dollars. So the prestige TV podcast I listen to, I've been listening to things like they do recaps of like things on HBO, like Barry and uh right. what, Succession, which might be the, one of the best shows of all time. It like both those shows are ending this coming weekend. Uh-huh. Uh they've covered White Lotus, they've covered The Last of Us, they've covered all these big prestige TV shows, and it's it finally hit me how silly it is that I said that you don't watch prestige TV shows because guess what the newest episode of the prestige TV podcast is on love and death <laughs> love and death on HBO <laughs> you're in it <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that I get to impress you or like redeem myself in some way even though that was like a total fluke in a way that I did but I you're really... not you don't watch prestige TV I'm in prestige TV <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is that that's not, I mean, that was a total fluke as as a way to convince you. I mean, more so it should be my artistry with like words and writing and whatever. Like I am, I mean, yes, I watched Sex in the City, but like- I enjoy good dialogue. Like I, how am I not taken seriously as somebody that is going to appreciate good writing and like clever plots? I mean, I don't even understand the, uh, this, this, there's, I there was no, never a connection for me for what I thought you watched and what I think you create. I think you create pristine things. Okay. And very I smart will and articulate. that distinction. But Thank I you. just imagined you were like eating, like, like watch, watching and eating bonbons, like the, the, right. the well, Sex and the City fact, kind of shows. So yeah, yeah. I was just reminded of our episode because the same word came to my mind. Like, I do not just sit around and eat cupcakes. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, we started talking yeah. about cupcakes for some reason, but yeah. that's like, I am not, and even with music, like bubblegum, anything that's a little too, I mean, I had to be convinced convinced that Taylor Swift like was an artist. I am sad to say it now because she really is. But like it was just all a little too bubblegum for me initially. Saw a video of her the other day that I'm not going to talk about. I'll tell you about it after. Okay, great. I'm intrigued. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just thought it was very funny that uh, I said you don't watch it and then you were in it. That, that's It's a great win for you. And I yes. Well, you good. I appreciate <laughs> the humility that you here we are on air and you're admitting your I will deficits. say this. I have grown as a your person. Your prejudgments. I've grown as a person enough where I can say this. I might have been wrong. 
Okay, fine. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that and put it in my pocket. Because you put your finger in my nose over it. So sure you did. must have really meant it. It was very funny to me. It was a very funny realization. Um, okay. I was listening to a podcast the other day. What was I listening to? I can't remember. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they asked a series of questions. Or they asked one primary question, and then there was a lot of follow-up from it. Uh-huh. That really kind of blew me away, and maybe it blew me away because I've, I've had money on my mind a lot because of the last episode or whatever. Right. But I, I want you to answer this question honestly, okay. like like we're not recording, like we're just sitting around hanging out, right? Okay. Uh, uh, your show has taught me that I do not like surprises. I did not know this about myself, mm-hmm. but being on Forte Catholic over the last how long? I mean, I mean, the first time you were on was eight years ago. You've been eight a years. for like four. So I did not know about this about myself, but I do not like surprises. And I now like I can see it in other areas of like my you life. you didn't like surprises, and now you've grown to become fun. No, I, no, I here I am telling you, I don't like them. I I'm tolerate you, them. I'm, what I'm telling you is there have been multiple things about you that I know more than you do. Oh, oh, I see I'm what you're right saying. On this. So, yes. So you already knew that I did not like surprises. Well, so anyways, I have no idea what you're about to say. And so I, I, here I am tolerating the, not liking. It's, it. Go ahead. It's it's on purpose because I That's was fine. shocked by the question and kind of shocked by okay my thought process. After. Here we go. So they were they were talking about um, life insurance. Like like I'm I would imagine. I mean, your husband's a doctor. I'd imagine he has a pretty good life insurance he does. plan. Do you have life insurance if you die first? I do. Do you want to know what he's based that on? Uh. Yeah. How long he would have to be out of work because he's so sad that I died. Oh, that's a lie, but it's very nice of him to say that. A lie that he would be sad? No, it's a lie that, that there's 100% not no, his No, it's, <laughs> it's how long he would be, he, like he did it based on- Is it like $19? His <laughs> salary of how long he would be out. So this is how long I would want to not have to work. Mm-hmm. And so this is how much money I would make in that time. That's what he based it on. And maybe that's like, I don't know, maybe I, I feel like that's like a life insurance. Like, that's just what you do. I don't know. But were you in the room with him whenever he was talking to the insurance no, agent? Yeah, no. I feel like that's not the reasoning that was. actually. Well, said. I don't know. Take it I up feel with like him. that's how he told it to you. I don't know. Uh, but I, I have life insurance and they keep calling me and they're like, hey, we need to do a life insurance. We need to take blood. I'm like, well, I'm 100 pounds more than I was last time you did this. because I kind of don't want to. Yeah, right. Um, so. Let's go with the old stats. They're talking about life insurance and, and like kind of like what you were saying, like how essentially like for mine, my my wife has five years to find a new husband. It used to be two, but then we both got a little older. So I gave her three more <laughs> just just in case a little bit more time. You know, okay. we're, we're a, a little bit older. We have a little bit. She has a little bit more kids. So, you know. Okay. The market might dwindle a little bit, so now she went from having two years to five years to not be single anymore. What is happening? Okay. No, like, that's why I'm saying this is the reasoning that actually happened in your meeting, and your husband was like, oh, it's how long I'll grieve you. Now, it's how long you have to find a new husband. No. <laughs> or he has to find a new wife. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And mother what? for the kids. Okay. Anyway. Uh, it's, it's just much more real. You made it sound like a Disney movie, and these conversations are more like I a- actually, like- <laughs> am concerned about your marriage like what what are you talking about he is talking about this is how long this is how long i'm not going to want to go to work what does that have to do with another woman which by the way like i think he should get remarried if he falls in love with someone yes, my kids could use quite the feminine. literally what life insurance is so you so he's gonna take off so that he can have more freedom to date no i'm telling you that what are you talking i know about? your husband and 
he probably has multiple years worth of life insurance on you and he's not going to grieve for five years. I'm no, sorry. No, he doesn't. It's one year salary. It's one year. He doesn't want to work for one year if There's I die. There's no way he's not going to go to work for a year if you die. Well, I mean, I agree <laughs> with no that, way. actually. But, but just because I know him and his like, compulsion. <laughs> That's why this is but driving me insane. What does it have to do with another woman? What does money that he gets from me dying have to do with another wife? Well, what are you talking it's about? Different for the men and the, it's different for the breadwinner, and he's the primary breadwinner. You're being family. argumentative for no reason. What's the stupid question? <laughs> Fine, I'm. I just, I'm just laughing because you 100 believed what you said, and it's very Disney like love story. And I don't because think that's how life insurance. Because we love each other. <laughs> we have a great marriage. Life insurance is. Oh my god! Would y'all just weigh in, please? Okay. I feel like this isn't going to go as well now because you're all angry at me. After I'm being not so angry nice, at you. You're not nice. You're would belligerent. You, would you let... You're, you're not killing him, but would you let your partner, would you let Seth die tomorrow for $10 million? No. Why not? Would I let him die? Like... like you, you, you don't have the agency Like, in don't this, intervene like, or it, not? It, it, no, never. If he dies tomorrow... For, and you get $10 million. No, and no? no, I don't care about money. I don't, m- money stresses me out, actually. Like, I don't, it's never been a big motivator. Like, I don't. So his big life insurance policy is going to stress you out. <laughs> uh, uh, he actually uh, talks to Kristen about this. Like, tell her where to look. Tell her there's more than one. Like, whatever. So I don't know the things. But um, I listen to a lot of true crime. And those are the cases that baffle me the absolute most. It, or the people that do it for the life insurance money. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. That is so nice. Yeah. Like makes no sense to me. Yeah. So that's an easy no. What, uh, what would $10 million afford me that would be worth not having him? Nothing. There's nothing. Okay. Well, but that's I, everyone's answer. I'm not like, that's not do- even a controversial question. I think it is. Cause I'm poorer than you are. <laughs> okay. So that's a, from, I, from a place of privilege, I can say, of course not. Yeah, I think the quickness of your no, yeah, is because your husband's a doctor and y'all live, y'all have money and live in a nice house and have great ins- life insurance policy. My, everything that I've said, our entire argument has been poor boy, rich woman. That's been our entire argument this last Maybe. eight minutes. Maybe um, because I had to think about it for a second. Oh my gosh! And my answer was no, but it wasn't as fast as yours. Taylor. And I think we're going to have a different answer to this next question. Okay. I'm sweating. Would you die tomorrow so that your, f- your husband and kids could have $10 million? No. I think I might. <laughs> no, never. I could give them so much more than. T- so, what is what is so valuable about that money? Like, you, what's it getting you? Were you ever poor? That feel, Do you I understand mean, the stress of being poor every day? And I, how you I don't take romanticize that? being poor. Like, I did not grow up. I was, some people might know. Like, I grew up in, like, Greens Point, whatever. Now, my parents shielded me from a lot of stressors. Um, just good parenting. It wasn't my, you know, wasn't weren't my decisions or whatever. So they kept that a lot for me. But... 
I think I can offer my family so much more than $10 million ever could. Mm -hmm. So the value, I'm not even saying like, what's the value of money? I'm saying, what would the money get you? Is it education or so is is stress free? A relief of stress. The thing that I was thinking of was like how much financial stress would be gone and how that would improve everybody's life. Now, at the same time, I'm not saying that it would. The answer, the answer is no to both. But, but my, but my but it's pause, the time. It's my the, pause right. is what is no, what got I have me. no pauses. Because, yeah. Um, like, I don't think it's true. Right, actually, it might be true right now. Financially, I'm worth more to my family dead than I am alive because my life insurance policy is very good, and I work in Catholic ministry. Like, right. Financially, I'm worth more. But I think that's I think true as for a, as a as a husband, father, at like the the like even if they if even if I did die and they got 10 million dollars tomorrow like they like my kids growing up without a dad is priceless right right or, or my yeah my you know what i mean yes. my my parents growing up with a dad and a mom is is priceless right but you think you're winning this conversation and i have a gotcha question okay <laughs> i don't think i'm winning anything so what what? No, you. I promise you, you are coming off as a way better person than me in this in this conversation. Uh, here's the gotcha <laughs> question, because I was already. They ask these questions a lot quicker than I am asking them right now. Yeah. Uh, but so they essentially asked, "Would you let your partner die for ten million dollars tomorrow?" Uh, almost everybody said no because they knew they were on a microphone. They were probably not being honest. Then and then a few people paused a little bit longer when they said, "What about you?" For the sake of because like people sacrifice their lives for their family all the time like military they go off to, they, sacrificing their lives for their family and for, like, for all the time people people make that decision right uh so people pause a little bit more some people said yes some people said no oh i think everybody said no to the first question like you're not going to kill your husband or just wife for unless you're on a true crime podcast right but essentially what they were saying was you now just said that every day with your husband is worth $10 million. Do you treat Seth like he is worth $10 million Definitely every not. day? Definitely. There not. you go. I got you. <laughs> All that for that. Yeah, yeah. I hate you just so that you can hear me say. Yeah, no, I don't. That was the huge revelation, right? Yeah. Because the, the questions were asked in a, in, a, in a quicker succession where like I was still kind of thinking of the previous question and then they said that and I'm like, oh no, I absolutely don't. Right. I Because it's, the next line of thought is, do you think that your worth as a person, right. sister, mother, right. friend so then, right. is worth $10 million? So what you, what you just agreed to very quickly, what took me a few seconds, is that our worth to our families and our, yeah. our, our impact and your husband, my wife's yes. impact is worth $10 million. Right. And how we might treat that like a few hundred dollars a day on a good day. <laughs> Well, but then there's the, so if you were to ask me, 10 million is a little much, but if you were to ask me, does he treat you like you're worth $10 million? He sure says it with that, uh, with what he told you about the life insurance. I would say no a lot, way slower than, because he is, he is definitely like a, a servant leader and is really, really less hot headed than I am less opinionated, yeah. less, a lot of things. So I am kind of always reminding him that I'm worth it. I am worth it. You should ask him these questions. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. 
No, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think that it, there's a lot. I mean, fine, like money is stressful and there probably is some um, differences in comfort regarding money. I'm sure that that plays in. Um, but also, and I'm not like drawing any conclusions, but like we're very, very happily married. Like yeah. I really enjoy being married. I'm not somebody that's like, um, I don't know, kind of tolerating or surviving marriage. Like I feel like we are thriving in marriage and I wouldn't have it any other way. So, well, okay, let's put it this way. If he died, if you were to ask me now, would you remarry? My answer would be the Robin Williams answer in Goodwill Hunting, which is no, I had a husband and he's dead now. Like I wouldn't, I don't, want to be remarried everyone else has too much hair it's just weird it's gross i don't i'm not interested i'm not interested well if you're gonna quote goodwill hunting i'm gonna quote anchorman i don't believe you <laughs> and i have never had a husband you who know has how passed many, away you know so how many kids knows? you have you need help <laughs> you I, just need a help mate <laughs> i will golden girls it i will i will like Ask a good friend to come be a roomie and we can, we can, a commune. I've been fighting for they, a commune forever. Your friends have husbands and kids. <laughs> Somebody doesn't. I will make a widow friend and we will, we will cohabitate and it will be lovely. We will name ourselves something delightful and we will start our own reality TV show. You cohabitating with a widow is the least surprising thing you've said today. <laughs> oh man. So that was the big revelation was the, oh, we, if we just, said no to these questions which they were like they're questions that are built for yeah. you say the answer is yeah. no um but and and i i thought the gotcha question was the the second one right where i had to think about it for right, a second, right 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 but no, really yeah. the next but one was the gotcha yeah. question of yeah. like are you treating do, do you value your your spouse your girlfriend your boyfriend like whatever it is for people listening right um do you value them and their time and th what their contribution to your life as 10 million dollars a day and then secondarily do you value yours for 10 million dollars? Okay. right just how you think about yourself of like the 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 impact that i'm making on my wife and my kids and my community and all that kind of stuff it's like it's worth something right yeah. and, it, and it though that's for whatever reason that succession of questions really kind of popped yeah. Like really, really brought it home for me because of the, uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Like, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah. I, um, it's funny because talking about money to me is like talking about star Wars a little bit where I'm like, I get other people are like really into this thing and it's just not, hasn't hooked me yet. Maybe it will one day. So I don't know, not really a good money conversationalist. Which is why Seth is concerned that, like, I don't even know where the things are. He's, like, literally on the phone with my best friend about which folders. So. And none of this. You were surprised by much this segment. I was not surprised by you much. You were what? I was what? You were not surprised. By, or you were surprised by a lot of this segment. I was not surprised oh. by much this segment. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the least surprising thing was I'm trying to ask you a simple question. We argued for seven minutes. Least surprising <laughs> thing that's ever happened on this show. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy your privilege for the next month until we see you again. And I hope y'all donate to ForteCatholic.com <laughs> slash donate. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Alice and Sullivan. She'll actually probably be back in a couple of weeks. Maybe I'm Kevin I'll be Maybe back next week. So. Maybe I'll be on vacation. We'll see. Whatever the next podcast is your feed is when the next episode will be there. See ya! I'm